Donald Trump once again attacked Judge Arthur Ingeron, the one man who, by the way, holds the fate of him, his sons, and his entire company in his hands. But Donald Trump once again attacked the judge after the judge issued a ruling on Monday where he stated that one of Donald Trump's star witnesses lost all of his credibility. Now here's the statement that Ingeron made about Eli Bartov, who, uh, he is a professor at New York University Stern School of Business. Uh, he was paid $1,350 per hour by Trump's legal team. And he allegedly worked on this case for 650 hours for a grand total of $877,000 for couple hours of testimony really, but he spent 650 like going through everything. Totally right. hundred percent believable. But here's what Ingeron said. Um, Bartov is a tenured professor, but the only thing his testimony proves is that for a million or so dollars, some experts will say whatever you want them to say by doggedly attempting to justify every misstatement. Professor Bartov lost all credibility. Now that's a pretty damning indictment of what this professor had to say while he was on the stand. And Bartov of course has fired back and said, whoa, 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 the judge is mischaracterizing what I said, because I didn't say there was no problem with the financial statements. I just said it wasn't intentional, but in a civil trial, intent doesn't matter. Now that was Ingeron's statement. You just heard Bartov's response that it was just a mischaracterization. Uh, so Bartov was playing it cool. Trump was not. Trump got on truth social and issued a series of posts attacking the judge for mocking the witness. Here is just a sampling of what Trump had to say. Judge Ingeron challenges the highly respected expert witness for receiving fees, which is standard and accepted practice for expert witnesses. The ignorant judge did not even try to listen to the expert witness. This is a great insult to a man of impeccable character and qualifications. 650 hours though, $877,000. That seems a bit excessive. And Bartov of course did defend how much he was paid. He's like, Hey, that's like standard hourly rate. Look, nobody's arguing the hourly rate. They're kind of implying that 650 hours, mm, that doesn't seem plausible. I mean, right. Let's be honest. Did you really spend 650 hours? We'll never know, right? If he says he did, we have to take him at his word. So we take him at his word. Nevertheless, getting paid almost a million dollars by Donald Trump's people to go and say that Donald Trump did nothing wrong. I mean, yeah, you give me a million dollars right now. I'm probably going to say that, Hey, Donald Trump probably didn't do all this fraud, right? I mean, it's a million dollars, but I'm not an expert witness. Thank God. And of course I'm not actually that easily bought off. Nevertheless, judge Ingeron sees stuff like this every day as part of his job. Trump is sitting there trying to explain to the man how expert witnesses work as if Ingeron doesn't already know this, but Ingeron's also been on the job long enough. And of course, back to his days as a lawyer before he was even a judge. And he understands how many hours expert witnesses typically spend on a case. He knows what the standard rates are. So when he tells us something is fishy here and this guy lost credibility, I'm going to take judge Ingeron's word for it over Donald Trump's attacks. 
And as I mentioned to start this segment, Ingeron has sole decision over the punishment for Donald Trump, right? Liability has already been determined. So he's already said Trump did it. Yeah, that part's done. It's up to Ingeron to determine how much to punish Donald Trump. And if you go out there and repeatedly get on social media, call the man an idiot, imply that he doesn't know how the legal system works. I'm willing to bet that that is going to be taken into account when he finally issues your punishment in January. Rudy Giuliani needs to learn that sometimes the best thing a human being can do in certain circumstances is to shut their mouth and say nothing. That is a valuable piece of advice that I freely offer to really everyone out there. Sometimes the best thing to say is nothing at all. But Giuliani is a man who clearly doesn't learn from his past mistakes. And shortly after he was hit with a $148 million jury verdict in the case brought against him by Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss, the two Georgia election workers, Giuliani went crying to conservative media outlets where he once again repeated his false claims that just cost him $148 million about these two women. He did that multiple times after being hit with the verdict. And so the logical next step, Rudy Giuliani has once again been hit by another lawsuit from Ruby Freeman and Shea Moss. He's already been ordered to pay them $148 million, but because he didn't shut up, he now is being sued by them again. Here is what the new complaint says. Defendant Giuliani continues to spread the very same lies for which he's already been held liable. Defendant Giuliani's statements, coupled with his refusal to agree to refrain from continuing to make such statements, make clear that he intends to persist in his campaign of targeted defamation and harassment. It must stop. So Giuliani, you know, former lawyer, former prosecutor, he should understand that like, there's no double jeopardy here. Like once you get found liable for defamation, that doesn't mean that, okay, well now I can just keep defaming them because I've already been held liable and they can't do anything again. Right? No, they can. And they are. And you're going to be in a lot of trouble because the jury already said you did it. Actually, the judge already said you did it. The jury said you did it to the tune of $148 million to their reputations. And I don't think you have the money to get hit with another $148 million verdict. But as MSNBC legal expert, Barbara McQuaid pointed out, it may not be about the money. This may be about getting Giuliani to finally shut up and stop ruining these women's lives. Here's what McQuaid said on morning Joe on Tuesday. They've already got 148 million as a judgment. So they're not looking for more money. What they really want is for Rudy to shut the hell up by seeking a court order and injunction to stop spreading these lies. One of the things that the parties could do if he continues to do it is to seek a contempt order. Once they've got that injunction demanding that he stop ordering him to stop, if he fails to do so, he could be held in contempt of court. And of course, with contempt, a judge has the ability to jail someone until they comply for up to 18 months. That may be what they're seeking here is the ability to hold that over his head. And maybe that'll provide some dis disincentive to finally cause him to stop spreading these lies. So 
Is the threat of up to 18 months in jail enough to get Rudy Giuliani to finally shut the hell up? Probably not. I mean, honestly, like, I don't think it is. I think he will continue to do it because here's the thing. Like when he left the courtroom and he starts doing these interviews and he's once again, repeating the false claims about the women, he says, he said this, he said that his claims are supportable by the facts, but he's not going to release them just yet. He said, stay tuned as if this is like a cliffhanger at the end of a season of a sitcom, stay tuned for next season. Like, no, if you actually had the evidence to support your claims, you would have brought it up in court. Like, why did you like, okay. So you didn't defame them. You've got evidence to prove everything you said. You were sued for defamation where all you had to do to not get hit with $148 million was provide this evidence that you swear to God you have, you just didn't want to yet. No, that makes no sense because it's not true. Folks, Giuliani's going to keep running his mouth. And in the end, it could quite literally cost him everything. And if he keeps running his mouth, I genuinely hope that it does. You know, there's that old colloquialism that says the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, but expecting different results. Now, that's of course not the technical definition of insanity, but it is one that most people have heard of and everybody seems to like that expression, right? Well, apparently Donald Trump's legal team has never heard of that because this week they filed another motion in Georgia to get the charges against Donald Trump completely dismissed by making the same dismissal argument that they've already made, not just in this case, but in actually other cases that has failed literally every single time they have tried to make this argument. And the argument is simple. Trump's lawyers told the courts in Georgia in their motion this week that the case should be dismissed because Donald Trump was just exercising his first amendment rights. You're prosecuting him. They say again, for simple words that the man said, you, you, you can't criminally prosecute him for, for saying things, right? And that's the motion that they filed with the courts. Now, to be honest, this motion was filed two days ago and I'm a little shocked that it has not already been thrown out. You know, I guess maybe with the holidays coming up, you know, the, the courts like, ah, we just deal with this after Christmas. Um, but this is the dumbest argument I think I've ever seen. And and that's saying a lot because trust me, (laughs) if you're a regular viewer here, Trump's lawyers say stupid things every day, whether it's in the media or in the courtroom, he's got some of the dumbest lawyers that have ever existed in the entirety of lawyerdom. But this argument, that Donald Trump was just exercising his freedom of speech and therefore you cannot prosecute him. That doesn't even make sense given the charges against him. Now, let me read you what the lawyers put in Monday's filing. They said every single alleged overt act listed and count charged against president Trump seeks to criminalize content based core political speech. The core political speech and expressive conduct alleged in this indictment against president Trump are protected from government regulation and thus criminal prosecution by the state. But that's, he, he wasn't indicted and he's not being charged with speaking. He's being charged 
of running a scheme to organize a slate of fake electors for the state of Georgia to throw out the actual results of the state's election in 2020 and replace it with the fraudulent people. That that's not talking like that's a thing that they legitimately did. And four people have already pleaded guilty to doing that. It wasn't just Trump talking out loud, like, Hey man, wouldn't it be cool if we could just get different electors for Georgia? Yeah, that'd be awesome. All right. Well, see y'all later. Like that would be protected speech, but he took it to the next step. He said, wouldn't that be great? How do we do that? Okay. Listen, you get on that. You start looking into this. You, you get down to Georgia, Sydney Powell, you send your team down there to, you know, break into the voting machines in coffee County. That's what happened. According to the indictment, Trump directed this conspiracy, right? It's Rico charges. So it's conspiracy. That's not about freedom of speech, but I got to tell you, I have a theory about this. And it's this, and I've kind of said this before, but let me say it again. Trump's lawyers, as all lawyers get paid by the hour, the more work they do, the more money they make, especially in defense cases, right? Cause you're not looking for, you know, a monetary verdict and they get a percentage of it. They get paid by the hour. So when they go back to their law offices and like, ah, we don't have anything to do in the Trump case today. Can't bill anything. Hey, wait a minute. What if. What if, remember that motion we filed saying it's a first amendment thing and they threw it out. What if we just did that again? Like, let's rewrite it. We can bill more hours and then just resubmit it. I mean, they're going to throw it out, but Hey, at least we get to add another 10 hours onto the bill. Now, again, that's just a theory I have because that is the only rational explanation as to why these lawyers would keep doing this. They know it's a losing argument. They know it does not apply to this case whatsoever but they keep doing it. And the only reason I can think of to keep doing it is because every time you do it, you get to bill your client more hours. And if that's why you're doing it, then, Hey, I hate Trump as much as the next guy. Keep bilking him out of all the money you can. But if you think this is a sound legal argument, then you may want to call your law schools and see if you can get a refund on your tuition. Cause clearly you didn't learn anything. This past weekend at a Turning Point USA conference, Marjorie Taylor Greene smiled big for a photograph with a man whose face we all recognize. You may not know his name, but you damn sure know his face. The man's name was Jacob Chansley. Now, if that name doesn't sound familiar, uh, what if I say this name? The QAnon shaman, the guy with the face paint, the big horn helmets and the, uh, you know, fur, you know, shoulder throw, I guess you would call it from the Capitol riot, the man who has been seen in images and videos and basically became the face of the Capitol riot. Marjorie Taylor Greene got her picture with this guy and not only got her picture with him, but she said it was an honor to meet him, an honor to meet a man who this past March got out of jail after spending 27 months in jail after pleading guilty, and that's important to remember, for what he did during the Capitol riot. But here's what Marjorie Taylor Greene posted on social media, along with the picture of her and this idiot. I was honored to meet Jake Chansley this weekend, and I want to explain why I say honored. 
When I spoke with Jake, he is remarkably positive, happy, forgiving, and determined. Most people would be crushed and forever destroyed after being treated so horrendously by the media and their own government. But not Jake. The entire country knows Jake as the face of the January 6th insurrection because the media plastered his image and slandered him all over the world. The Biden regime's Department of Justice wrongfully prosecuted him for innocently and nonviolently walking through the Capitol. And he was then treated horrifically in prisons, even being held in solitary confinement for over 10 months, just like many other J6ers. <clears throat> now, here's the thing. Everything she said is a lie. This man was not convicted of peacefully and nonviolently walking around the Capitol. And for the record, even if he was just peacefully and nonviolently walking through the Capitol, their very presence on that property was a federal crime. They legally were not allowed to be there. So you're also admitting that he was just peacefully walking through the Capitol. Cool. That's a crime, idiot. But anyway, Chansley pleaded guilty to a charge of obstructing an official proceeding and was sentenced to 41 months in prison. Uh, he served 27 of those months before being released to a halfway house this past March. He also, by the way, indicated earlier this year, he was interested in running for Congress and filed paperwork in Arizona's eighth district. And Marjorie Taylor Greene admitted that it was an honor to meet this, this remarkable person who's not getting beat down by how slandered he was. He wasn't slandered. And as I mentioned, you're saying the Biden DOJ is out there, you know, persecuting him for doing nothing. He pleaded guilty. A guilty plea is an admission. He said, he told the courts, he told the judicial system, he told the world, I did it. The things you're saying that I did, I am telling you right now, I did them. That is what that means. So for him to allow Marjorie Taylor Greene to go out there and misrepresent his very criminal trial, I don't know. I think prosecutors may ought to take a second look at it, right? I mean, do you have some kind of plea deal with him to where he got a lesser sentence? Because if he's going to go out there and stand idly by while somebody misrepresents his own prosecution and guilty plea, I don't know. I mean, kind of seems to me that maybe the prosecutors need to rethink that. He still technically has what, 14 months that he didn't have to serve. Well, if he's going to be parading around once again in his Q shaman regalia, maybe prosecutors need to take a second look. Thanks, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Maybe, maybe this man might thank you if something, you know, prosecutors decide, you know what? He clearly didn't learn his lesson. Maybe it's time to add those 14 months back to the sentence. Now, that's a long shot. I do not think it will happen. But I do think the prosecutors probably need to keep an eye on this guy. Thanks for listening to today's Fair and Balanced Daily. Stay up to date with all of our content by finding us on YouTube at youtube.com slash fair and balanced. And follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at fair and balanced.